Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. Not only is Bluehost Cloud our fastest web hosting available, but it's also built for WordPress creators by WordPress experts. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is sponsored by Zengo. This is The Hash Podcast. Stay informed with the latest on Bitcoin, ETH, the metaverse, Web3, and more with stories that matter to the crypto world. All on The Hash for your ears. You're listening to the Coindesk Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to The Hash. You are watching Coindesk TV. I am Zach Seward. We have Will Foxley, Jen Tenassi, and Wendy O. Happy National Taco Day to those who celebrate. Wendy definitely celebrates that holiday. <laughs> and she also has the first story of the day. So I'm tossing it straight to her, Wendy. I am so excited for today, you guys. Welcome back to The Hash, everyone. And this story is outstanding. So Telegram's at WalletBot. Now let's users exchange crypto with each other. Yay! So basically, the WalletBot allows you to buy crypto with a bank card. Exchange your crypto, transfer it to other wallets via Telegram, and exchanges will act as the guarantor of each transaction. And even though the service is marketed as anonymous P2P, you still have to share your mobile phone number because it is Telegram. But I guess you can probably use a Google Voice number or one of those funky things if you want to remain anonymous. There's going to be a 0.9% commission charge for any sale, zero fees when buying crypto, and users will post a notice in the app when they want to sell. And currently, the only two cryptocurrencies available are Ton and Bitcoin. I'm excited about this. Zach, what are your thoughts? Uh, ton, man, I, this was a saga. Remember when they had a giant ICO for like a billion dollars, literally a billion dollars, mm -hmm. and then US regulators came along and they're like, no, 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 that's just, that's an unregistered <laughs> security offering. Naughty, naughty, naughty. And then they're like, oh, you, they're like, oh, you're right. We're, 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 we're done. We're canceling it. And then a couple of years go by and it gets like picked up by some former Telegram people, you know, independently outside of the auspices of Telegram, the company. And then all of a sudden, here we are back with this thing, this functionality that is now live in, in some way, shape or form. So, yeah, I don't know. That to me is sort of the story. It's like, wait, what? what's going on? What? How did they do this again? Because it definitely was like dead for a minute. And it was one of the biggest ICOs of all time. 
and then it died and then it came back under sort of different i don't know with with different leadership so that to me is sort of like the big picture thing and i think like yeah the whole like peer-to-peer payments and messaging was something that was really hot back in like you know 2017 2018 that was like oh this is peer-to-peer commerce you know fish where the fish are people are in these apps they want to send money to their friends and to other services that they interact with whether or not that thesis is borne out by the data relative to crypto again as an asset that people are trading speculating on making money from i think that's still an open question but the fact that telegram which is widely used across the crypto community is adding more and more of these features i think is super promising for again this idea of peer-to-peer electronic cash the original idea of, of the bitcoin white paper you get to see it here on a platform that is widely used by people who have a bit of crypto savvy so interesting to see it has been a long saga with ton the telegram telegram open network or whatever it's called so it's interesting to see this sort of manifest in whatever form it's going to take from whatever team is going to lead the effort but jan i'm going to toss it to you for your thoughts yeah it really is a blast from the past but i'm still excited about it i think just like you are wendy i think there's just such a use case for peer-to-peer transactions especially for populations that are largely unbanked and i think as there are more solutions for for people who want to make small transactions between each other the better. I do, however, think because of the history of Ton, regulators may be looking at this very closely. And that narrative around it being anonymous could end up being detrimental when it comes to how regulators are looking at this. I know that the app requires you to have a phone number to be able to send crypto back and forth. I wonder if that's going to kind of snowball into more and more information as as this product rolls out and as regulators see how it's used. I know uh, last year we were talking about the new legislation that requires anyone who's receiving $10,000 or more in cryptocurrency to actually record the information of the person who's sending that money to you. I wonder if this is just going to get more complicated as it becomes easier for people to send crypto back and forth without any information. I don't know. Will, do we got you there? I just saw you give us an A-OK. I think I'm back. You guys hear that? You're back. There we go. <laughs> Woohoo, party we time. Go. Look at that. Look at that. Okay, we're still talking about Telegram. Wow, I made it back in time for the first story. <laughs> this is interesting. Telegram is actually how I first got into crypto. There was like a lot of little bots you could play around with. At one point, I was playing like lightning poker back in the day. You could just pick a group of friends, trade some Bitcoin back and forth, and play some poker during college class. That was fun. And so I'm actually a little surprised to see this story come out because it's been so long since this functionality has been available like there's been some bots that you've been able to swap crypto with there's of course otc desks that people use telegram for all the time the innovation here of course is being through telegram and enabling like this exchange counterparty part right where you're able to have crypto exchanged through telegram but there's a little bit more safety involved with it rather than just talking to somebody and making sure that they fulfill their obligation there so this is a cool story a lot of people use Telegram as well, right? So like any sort of adoption of cryptocurrencies through a messaging app is huge. You want to see the involvement of both instant communications like Telegram and instant payments like cryptocurrency. And that was the dream of Libra back in the day. If we can rope in that story, right? That was the big idea oh with gosh. WhatsApp, with Facebook, and Libra, DM, getting all those things packaged together. You might have a world where you can send money and information simultaneously, just like you can send with Venmo, you can scroll through your friends and see what they're up to. Imagine doing that on WhatsApp or imagine doing that on Telegram 
We're not not quite there. Seems to be like some securities laws in the way, but I think we are marching towards that. Going to be honest, I have no idea what Signal. you guys have been saying. So I'll throw it back to Zach. Signal and mobile coin. That was a good. Th- you did that a really great job at guessing those, those, those what projects. we didn't say. It was that trifecta, right? It was uh, Telegram and Ton, Signal and mobile coin. Yeah, and then like Libra functionality in WhatsApp and Facebook's entire suite of services. So hey, it was like a mini history corner. Thank you, Will. We appreciate you. All right, that's good stuff. Wendy, last thoughts here. This was your piece. What is your, like, why did this stand out to you? What's your last thought on this on this one? I think it's finally cool to see something actually come to fruition, especially when you raise a whole lot of money with an ICO or however that may be. I like to see people complete what they're supposed to do. And I also think that it's a very, very interesting time for them to roll this feature out, probably because of all of the regulation incoming. I do know for a fact we're going to see a lot of regulation incoming before the end of quarter one of 2023. And fun little fact, a friend that I know, they own an OTC desk and they wanted to do something similar on Telegram with their OTC desk and have like an OTC function very similar to this. I don't know if it ever came to fruition, but I think this is a good thing. And I kind of agree with everybody here. They're probably just going to add more and more stipulations um, once they get hit by regulators. And I feel like that's kind of the theme in crypto is just to do and then wait for regulators to come out and say, no, you can't do this because we can't get a straight answer from anyone. Ah, it's the Uber playbook instead of taxi cab licensing. <laughs> it's big dollar bills. All right, let's change gears. Let's go to Nidig. I'm sorry, we had some big dollar bills over there. Nidig, institutional Bitcoin broker. They have some news about them. They raised a big old $720 million Bitcoin fund for you know wealthy people to 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 buy shares of and ape into the Bitcoin markets through that vehicle. Meanwhile, they lost their CEO and their president. I don't know if this can be fairly considered as part of the great resignation sweeping across crypto companies, large and small, but there are some changes afoot up in the C-suite over at NYDIG as they bring on this big old fund. All right, institutional Bitcoin. We used to talk about that all the time when things were in the heady days of 2021. A little bit different now, but still, that's a large number. Suggests that there may be some interested buyers looking to get in at this price point. I can pick it up quickly. You take it, Jen. I'm going to take it. I'm going to roll with it. So it's interesting to see a CEO and president step down when the business is apparently in such good shape. So I have a quote here from Ross Stevens, the founder and exec chairman. He said, the firm's balance sheet is the strongest it's ever been. And we're now investing aggressively into a capital starved market. And so, I mean, I think this maybe is a little bit different than some of the other resignations we've seen lately. It, it sounds like they have a very clear direction on where they want to go. It said that they want to start investing more heavily in crypto mining. And maybe the CEO and president weren't the ones to take the company in that direction. That said, I do believe that they're both going to remain a part of Nidig's parent company, Stone Ridge Holdings. So I think this is a little bit different than some of the other resignations we've seen. I think these two are, are still going to be involved in the company. We may see them uh, get involved in some other, other crypto companies and lead them to the same successes that Nidig has seen. I don't know. Wendy, what do you think? I'm really tired of hearing about institutional investors. I really care about retail <laughs> at this point. I've, I'm being serious. I just feel like... This could be good because this is going to get people maybe excited that are into traditional finance. People that trade stocks are going to see these big companies like kind of adopt Bitcoin. They're like, okay, this thing is kind of cool. But realistically, when you think about it, 
Bitcoin is created for the people, by the people. And I do think in the coming years, we're going to see a really, really big gap between the super, super wealthy and retail. And I'm really not very excited about it. I do think that they... Well, this is a prediction. I think that they are going to change the way they do the accreditor investors. And it's going to make it even harder for the underdogs, people like myself to kind of make it in the world. So I'm not really excited about this story any way, shape or form. All right. No, that's, those are good. That's a good summation of the institutional versus retail moment. Zengo Crypto Wallet is an on-chain crypto wallet with no private key vulnerability, leveraging advanced cryptography called MPC, which until now has only been available to multi-billion dollar institutions. Zengo is the most secure Web3 wallet and the best place to keep your digital currency, NFTs, and assets secure. It's also fully recoverable using the wallet's biometric recovery kit. Get started at zengo.com slash hash and use code hash to get $20 back on your first purchase of $200 or more. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Coindesk's Women Who Web 3 podcast, your weekly podcast celebrating women supporting women, investing in women, and bridging the gender gap in wealth through Web 3. Each week, we'll be learning from powerful women sharing their insights on topics like creating belonging and inclusivity in the digital spaces, the metaverse, building prosperous Web3 projects, investing in cryptocurrencies and building wealth. And we have how-tos from founders and builders who have been there and done that, healing sessions to give you the power to overcome imposter syndrome and everything you need to level up in your crypto journey. At the end of each podcast, stick around for some Zen with a relaxing meditation to center you after absorbing all the stories and the knowledge. I'm your host, Cams, and I'm on a mission to empower women across the globe to unlock the unlimited potential and earning power inside themselves through Web3. Whether you're just crypto curious or a crypto connoisseur, this podcast is for you. Let's get it. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Hash. We are going to wrap the show up with some NFTs and we lost Will, which is totally fine because he's usually pretty negative when it comes to NFTs. So let's talk about this. Solana NFTs have been gaining traction. So the wider NFT market has remained flat down more than 80% from January's highs, but Solana's NFT sale volumes have nearly doubled last month with NFT monthly sales topping $947 million worth of trading volume, according to Radar. So a lot of numbers there. I think we can break it down by saying the wider market has remained kind of flat this whole time, and Solana is seeing a lot of traction. I know there have been a few big drops lately on the Solana marketplaces. Wendy, I think you've participated in at least one of them. So I'm going to throw this off to you. What do you think about Solana gaining so much traction when it comes to NFTs? I think that youths kind of kicked it off. And full disclosure, I was able to get on the whitelist. I got the scholarship application. So I went ahead and used my own money to mint a tube. And eventually it's going to reveal to a ute. I have no idea when that is because the hype has kind of died down a little bit. But I feel like that really kicked off the Solana run. And I feel like a lot of people got excited because the market was kind of flat. And it kind of got people interested into Solana because Solana is very, very, very easy to use, especially if you're using Phantom Wallet. It's affordable. 
um, even with the Ethereum merge, gas prices are still not pennies. You're still paying a couple bucks to do anything, sometimes higher when the network is clogged. So Solana is a great alternative, in my opinion, and it's kind of fun over there. Interesting chain, except it does go down every once in a while. So I was just going to bring that up too, Wendy. Solana has gone down so many times. So it feels like where Ethereum has solved some problems, Solana just continues experiencing other problems. I don't know, Zach, what, what do you think in this? I don't want to call it a war, but the, the friendly competition between Solana and Ethereum on the playground. Yeah. Highly different value propositions, right? I mean, you know, things are cheap in Solana land. When it's working, the transactions are cheap, right? They execute quickly and cheaply. And for a lot of NFT projects, that's a very attractive proposition. You know, you see like projects specifically in the gaming NFT space. We saw Justin Kahn, who I think was a Twitch co-founder, who's launched Fractal, which is sort of betting big on this idea that gamers are really going to come around to ownable digital assets that can enhance their in-game experience, right? So you have that from Fractal. You have a bunch of other uh, people sort of moving in that direction. I think Magic Eden is also uh, taking steps to integrate more gaming NFTs into their platform. So I think, you know, potentially, and it's suggested, it's hinted at in this article by Decrypt, you know, potentially that's sort of the long, that's the medium to long-term implication of what this excitement may be about. Right now, that interest is just not there because the broader interest in crypto more widely is pretty depressed at the moment. But it is interesting to see Solana stand up and say, hey, here we go. We have a little bit of a thriving NFT scene and we have a different set of values than, you know, a chain like Ethereum, where some of the elite high end pieces of NFTs are going to live for the foreseeable future. You know, Solana and other upstart chains can say, OK, you know, we could do a different approach and maybe it's gaming or maybe it's more retail friendly or maybe it's just, you know, the vibe for that month. Right. And I think maybe that's what we're seeing with Utes and some of these other projects that seem to be kickstarting a bit more activity over on the Solana side relative to the Ethereum world of NFTs. But those are just, I don't know, some thoughts off the top of the head. Wendy, I saw your hand up though. Going to toss it your way. One of the things that I want to talk about regarding Solana is I believe they do have a store in, is it in New York that they have it? And you can go so. in there, yeah. they've got shoes, they've got merch, they've got NFTs on the wall. So it kind of is giving me like Apple vibes because Apple's got that store. Everybody loves to go in and you sit and do nothing in there for hours. I don't even know what goes on in that store. But anyways, I think that that is a cool marketing proposition for them. It kind of creates like a good user experience. And what I mean by good user experiences is like when you have a problem with Apple, you can literally go into the store and you can have somebody help you. And with Solana, if you maybe have some sort of problem, obviously you can't, you should not be giving your private seed phrase. You shouldn't be trading NFTs on your phone either. But I feel like it's more of like a homey place for people to go in, connect and network just to feel really part of the community. So maybe that's going to also help them do well. Because let's face it, even though we're so reliant on tech, people still do need that in-person interaction, that connection. And a perfect example of that was NFT NYC. Yeah, that's right, so interesting. You bring up this. Oh, sorry, Jen. I got to cut you off. You ready for this? So sad. It's a wee, bit of, a wee bit of breaking news. Control is saying that Twitter stock has been halted on news that Elon Musk plans to go through with his acquisition bid of the social what? media giant, pricing those shares oh at fifty-four twenty a share. We're just glad he got four twenty in there when it was all said and done. <laughs> so that's My a bit of breaking God. news. We heard about some of his blockchain-based social media plans earlier this week. Should this deal ultimately go through? 
definitely going to be interesting to see what Twitter's crypto embrace might end up looking like. Also, also breaking news, it's still National Taco Day here on The Hash, and we need to talk about tacos. I think that we can like talk about Elon Musk stuff, you know, until the cows come home, but maybe a little bit of taco talk is needed. I'm going to give a few more thoughts here on the Twitter thing. I'm going to toss it to Wendy. She looks a little bit shocked. But then after that, I want to save some time for tacos, just to be clear. Okay, Wendy, we can't let breaking news get in the way of more important things. So, Wendy, well, what are your thoughts on this Elon Musk news? For sure. I think this is great. And the reason why I'm so excited about this is because Elon Musk is the perfect example. Like, I, I like to refer to him as the weird Uncle Elon because... I don't know. Like I've always had like interesting family members. I've gone to friends' houses and they've had interesting family members. And he just seems like that really awkward uncle. But at the same time, he's super smart. And if you read some of the transcripts between him and some of the other Twitter staff, it's absolutely funny. And he is totally like this guy that is just super smart, but doesn't really have a lot of social skills or like... It, it's just a fun thing to watch. But anyways, I'm so excited about this because I'm hoping that we can get rid of the bots. My Twitter account is like pretty much unusable at this point. The bots will block me. They'll tweet under my threads. They'll post these scamming links. So I'm hoping to see a more um, true... I'm, I'm hoping to see a better ethos on Twitter, like a tree decentralized economy to where the left could have their opinion, the right could have their opinion, the middle could have their opinion, the people who love tacos can have their opinion, and people just simply vibe. So I'm excited. All right. Good stuff. All right. Well, that's it for the show today. It is indeed National Taco Day. We still are looking. We still are looking. Somehow, we still are looking. The BD people are really letting us down. We're still looking for a Taco Tuesday sponsor. So let's see. Unbelievable. Let's see it. Can't believe let's see this. the thing. Anyway, that's it. My favorite taco, Cochinita Pibil. That's a low-key sleeper jam. Good place in D.C. called Super Taco. Best place. Shout out to Super Taco. Cochinita with Beal, it's like carnitas, but better. Wendy, best taco mm. filling. What do you got? I love um, Taco King or King Taco in LA County. And obviously, you guys, please always go to the little mom and pop shops. Go see the Tias Amen. and Tias, the Abuelas and the Abuelas. Give them your money. Buy their tacos. Do not go to the big chains. Can I share my favorite taco before we go? There's this you small place. I forget what it's called. I'm going to go back in my Google Photos, get the name and tell you guys next Taco Tuesday in San Diego that has the best fish tacos. Oh my gosh. I, I'm salivating thinking of them. Stay tuned. Next week, I will have the name for you. Delicious. Delicious. Ooh, Toronto taco scene down, down atrociously with that shout out. They're like, yeah, Crab tacos, have tacos in Toronto. Sorry. All right. Anyway, happy National Taco okay, Day. Go. It's a bit of a thing here. We love tacos. All right. That's it. We're going away now. Will, he went away earlier, mercifully saved himself <laughs> from the taco conversation. It. He was gone. Gone. He actually wanted to go get tacos. He told me and he wasn't going to share with us. That's Just fair. Kidding. That's fair. That's, that's not fake news. Definitely not. All right. That's Wendy. That's Jen over there. I'm Zach. Thanks for watching The Hash. We'll be back tomorrow. Check us out on the podcast network. If you like listening, but don't want to see all these shenanigans, it's a good place for you. See everybody. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. Bye. You've been listening to The Hash on the Coindesk Podcast Network. We would like to hear from you. So if you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us at podcasts at coindesk.com, subject line, The Hash, or leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening.